Hello, welcome to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Lorna Scully, and this episode is a little bit different to normal episodes. I've done a couple of these in the past, but over the last kind of week or so, I had a bit of a realisation, a bit of a revelation, and I shared it kind of as it was happening in my brain on Instagram stories, then turned it into an IGTV and shared it to my grid. And basically people, you know, I asked the question, did you want to hear more about how I'd kind of come to that revelation and what was going on in my mind and everybody, it was kind of a hundred percent yes. So for the many people that voted for this, if you don't want to listen to this episode, blame them. Uh, You absolutely don't have to. But also I've done a couple of kind of solo episodes like this beforehand. I kind of enjoy them. They feel a little bit kind of therapeutic for me. And the feedback that I generally get is overwhelmingly lovely. So I have kind of extended it a little bit. But yeah, I thought I would share my thoughts. I have, as I say, I've done kind of two episodes previously. I did a diary episode, which if you fancy an insight into my brain and some of the stuff that I write down every week, you can check that out. That's episode 25. And then obviously at the end of the year, I did the kind of the standard reflections on the year. So I had to stand out a bit. So I had 23 reflections on 2020 and that's episode 30 if you want to give that a listen. So the first place that I wanted to actually start this episode with was uh, last week on Instagram, I basically gave everybody a free-for-all to ask me anything that they wanted. And my God, you guys did not disappoint. I had all kinds of questions. I'm pretty sure somebody asked me if I was single and what my love life was like as well, which, hun, like we're trying to, we're trying to be professional around here, but I'm an open book. So obviously I answered it. But somebody did also challenge me to do the 30 second intro. So if you're new around here and you've not listened to any other podcast, welcome to the crazy brain of me. But a bit of backstory to that. So every guest episode that I do, I, you know, as small business owners, we have this tendency to, when somebody says introduce yourselves, we all fall into this trap of telling people what we do telling people what our business is, telling people how, you know, what our job title is, not who we are as a human. So when I first started the podcast and started interviewing guests, I thought it would be a nice kind of way to bring that personality out into people. And I do it with every single guest, but I had a bit of a twist and I asked them to do it in 30 seconds or less. And if they go over the 30 seconds, then I asked them to make a very small contribution to the charity mind a real charity that has a real place in my heart and you know it's a little bit of fun and you'll be surprised by how many guests are overly competitive and how many people don't really care and when I did that question and answer somebody actually messaged me and said I think it would be really good if we got your 30 second intro I was like okay all right I actually quite like that I like a challenge So I thought I'd give it a go. And I know I feel like it could come across as being quite unfair because I'm on my own. I don't have anybody here regulating whether I'm going over the 30 seconds or not. But with these solo episodes, I genuinely try not to edit them at all. Apart from editing out things like ums and weird mouth noises, which you'll be very surprised by how many we make. 
And so I do have my stopwatch as per usual, as I do with guests. And I promise, brownie promise, I will not edit this out at all. I can also guarantee you it's probably going to be over 30 seconds. So yeah, I thought I'd give it a go. Are we ready? Oh, I'm really scared. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so I'm Lorna. I'm a digital marketing mentor. I was born in East London, but now live in Cambridgeshire. I actually live at home with my parents and my cat, a cat that, funnily enough, I never even wanted, but uh, I seem to acquire him as part of a previous relationship. So I don't actually really like cats. Long story, too long for 30 seconds. Um, I'm a massive fan of business books. I'm not a massive fan of fiction. I've got two older brothers, three nieces, from the ages of six months to 15 years. Uh, I'm 28 years old. I'm a massive creative person. When I'm in a bit of a funk, I like to throw paint around and take photos and all of that kind of stuff. I love a challenge. I constantly challenge myself to the point where at Christmas I bought myself a keyboard so that I could learn a musical instrument. I swear way too much. I drink way too much wine. Sauvignon Blanc has to be New Zealand if you fancy buying me a bottle. Um... I love lifting weights. I speak a little bit of Portuguese. I can't really cook, but I can bake anything that you want me to. And I'm a massive fan of solo travel. And that's me. Holy crap. Just looked at the time. One minute, 10, 11 seconds. I can't... If I've learnt nothing in the last year or so, it's that I can't do anything succinctly. I really need to work on that. Anyway... Let's get to the point of the episode, shall we? So that's me in a bit of a roundup. Um, if you listen to this, let me know if you're like any of... The, I don't think I've spoken so quickly before in my life. Ooh, and breathe. Okay, let's get to the point of the podcast. So as I mentioned in the intro, one of the reasons for doing this podcast episode was because of the fact I had a bit of a revelation, quite frankly, live on Instagram. I Instagram storied it. It was very fresh, very much happening in the moment. I think I storied it about seven or eight o'clock at night. And it was really interesting seeing people's feedback and reactions to that because I think we you know we all do it and I think it's human for us to kind of put something out and go oh my god what have I just done and like facepalm and I watched it back thinking oh god do I delete them like do I look like an absolute hot mess and that insight was basically that so I've been self-employed for coming up to two years it'd be two years in April 2021 and like many of us when we first start out, I very much said yes to a lot of things, didn't have a lot of clarity in what I wanted to offer, how to price myself, all of that kind of stuff. Anybody that's just starting out, it does get better, I promise you. Anybody that's not just starting out and has been doing this for a little while, you'll probably totally relate to what I've just said. But when I was starting out, you know, you don't, there's no rule book to this kind of stuff. You know, no one tells you what you should and shouldn't do unless you, you know, hire somebody to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I didn't do that, obviously. So I, truth be told, I probably looked at other people and what they were doing and thought, that's what I want to do. And so whatever they were calling themselves, I started calling myself that too. And 
it's not that there's anything wrong with that but we have to remember that we are unique in what we do and how we approach things and all of that kind of stuff and when I voice this on Instagram stories I'm you know I'm pretty brutal and I'm pretty open-minded and all that kind of stuff but I know that this kind of thing doesn't really matter to a lot of people there were some people watching that that were like who gives a crap like nobody cares what you call yourself and the more I've thought about that and the more conversations I've had since those stories I've actually thought it's not necessarily about our perception of what we call ourselves and when you work with somebody or you know, if I was to work one-to-one with a business owner, it's not necessarily that they're concerned about what I'm calling myself. But in order to get that job in the first place, it almost kind of does matter what we call ourselves. Because I think, you know, there's a couple of things around that. There's, so for context, I should probably give context. For context, I was calling myself a digital marketing coach. And I've now changed that to be a digital marketing mentor and that's come through the realization of how I work with people because I think coaching is such an unregulated space you don't have to have a qualification you don't have to have um, an accreditation nothing and so anybody can wake up tomorrow and decide I'm gonna call myself a coach cool and I think there's almost a negative perception around the word coach Some of the conversations I've had in my DMs have been very much around, you know, oh, there's a coach for everything nowadays. And I think it wasn't until I was kind of having conversations with different people that I started to realise that actually, you know, sometimes those two words, coach and mentor, are used interchangeably. And I think perception plays a big part in things. So for me, when I, (laughs) I'm going to say previously, but it's still kind of there. When I think of the word mentor, I think of an old gentleman in a grey suit that is probably in his 60s, 70s or 80s and been doing whatever he's been doing for the last 50 years. I don't think of 28-year-old Lorna that, all right, granted, I've been doing my job for the last 10 years, but to me it's just, it's almost kind of two ends of the spectrum. But it's not what I kind of it wasn't it wasn't the idea that I had it wasn't the vision that I had and we all do that I think we all base things on what we think and we forget about the wider world we forget about what everybody else might think how I see the term mentor and and the old man in in a suit somebody else might not and we forget about that but the biggest reason for the change in for me personally was about the fact that a coach will generally ask the right questions in a way to get you to come to a realisation for yourself. And that is just not how I work with people at all. I have been doing digital marketing for a very long time. And it kind of weirds me out to say that because I still feel like I'm a 16 year old sometimes. And to sit and think I've been doing X, Y, Z for 10 years, I forget that myself. And yet I'm not prepared to let that go and let that kind of fall to the background and not use that to help other people. One of the reasons I started out as self-employed was because I wanted to help the smaller guy. I was so sick and tired of lining the pockets of the already rich. And the company that I left 
the main guy was still kind of involved and you can only assume he was a pretty wealthy person. He had a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. And when I looked at, and this is this is not me boasting in any way, shape or form, I promise that's that's really not what I do. But when I looked at, some, the, my manager at the time sent me a report saying, thanks for all your help, this is what you've achieved. I was in that job for about nine and a half months. And when I started, that element of the business, which I was recruited for, was turning over a million pounds a year. When I left, it was turning over three million pounds a year. And the team around me wasn't very big. And there was a lot of work to be done. And I would hand on heart, no exaggeration, say that those results were probably 90% my work, 10% everybody else's, because they were all focused on everything else. And it wasn't until I sat and saw like two million pounds difference in turnover in nine months. I don't pat myself on the back very often, but I knew I'd worked damn hard and I felt pretty underappreciated. I felt really overworked. And I think one of the things is that it's kind of been drilled into me. It's a, it's a family history belief system is we're all workaholics if you're a scully you're a workaholic end of it's just kind of how it is um and I don't you know I don't dislike that I quite like it but at the same time at that particular point it felt like it hadn't it had a had a negative impact on me and so yeah so when I started working for myself I decided that I you know I didn't want to line the pockets of of the rich the rich people anymore and I wanted to help the small guy I had all of this knowledge and I've got all of this experience of being able to do things like that why couldn't I help small businesses and so yeah so I think over the course of it's been a very long time that it's been playing on my mind about terminology of what we call ourselves and part of the realization that I shared on Instagram was about the fact that being brutally honest with myself and reflecting it's been one of the reasons why I've not worked with half as many people as I would have liked to because I think when you're not 100% confident in what you're selling you struggle to show up to sell the thing so when I do the work with clients and I think over the past two years I've probably worked with 10 or 11 people in that kind of situation in that scenario when we do the work I am a thousand percent confident in the work that we're doing, in the results that they're going to get. But when it came to showing up on Instagram or sending out an email or whatever it was, I wasn't confident in selling myself per se because of the terminology. And that sounds really silly, but when when that's in your brain, when you're not that all 100% invested and confident into it, then you can't sell it. You can't you almost feel like you're mugging somebody off. Do you know what I mean? You feel like you're turning into that con man. And that's, yeah, I'm not that person. And I think since I had that realisation, all of the DMs that I got were so honest to God, I can't tell you the how bloody lovely some of the DMs I got from people saying, you know, it's nice when people message you and kind of say you're so down to earth and you're so relatable and all that kind of stuff and I'm so so glad people see me as that but getting messages saying can totally relate I'm in the same place or 
you know, you've just done another video and you've just said another thing that just makes me feel seen. It just makes me feel heard. That's all I want to do. And it, it genuinely makes me happy. But yeah, so now I kind of thinking about the way that I work with people, the fact that, you know, I'm not here to ask questions and let you work it out for yourself. No, you're paying me for my experience and my time and I make it my job to keep up to date in everything that changes. In the digital world, things change every single day. How many new updates have there been and features have been released on Instagram in the last year? Now multiply that by every platform that exists. SEO, Google, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, email, all of it. I make it my job to keep up to date with that so that you don't have to. Because small business owners start a business to run their business. They don't start a business to be a marketer, a photographer, a podcast host, if that's not their business. And so I make it my job and I bloody love it. And honestly, since I've had that realisation, I feel a lot calmer. And so I guess before I move on to the next point, it's probably worth saying that on a mentoring basis, I work with three people three times a year um the next spots open up for march so if something like somebody coming in and getting real kind of nitty-gritty with your business helping you with all elements of digital marketing is something you're looking for then make sure you drop me a message but that's the sales pitch over i'm not a salesperson and it kind of moves me on to the next point which is the fact that something i have found quite recently that I think is so underrated is pure clarity so literally just before I had that realization and that realization came because I started working with a new mentor Jess from the lovely co-working club absolutely lovely human being go and check her out if you don't already follow her and I constantly will be working with a mentor or a coach of some kind myself and would highly recommend it if you've never done it and just kind of having that external validation accountability and person to kind of push you I didn't realize how much I really value accountability obviously I give my clients accountability but in terms of me being held accountable for the work that I have to do I have probably got more done in the last two months of this year than I feel like I got done in the last three or six of last year just by the thought of saying I'm going to do this thing and somebody holding me accountable to it I don't want to let her down I don't want to be the person that has to message her and say well actually I didn't do that this week because as nice as Jess is and every other person that I've worked with is and I know they wouldn't be like why 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 have you not done that why and be like an army boss as as much as as nice as she is for me personally, internally, it would feel weird to have to say, actually, no, I've not done that thing. Because I'm not actually letting her down, am I? Whatever I do in my business is going to affect me, affect my clients. It's not actually going to affect her at all. But it's the thought of kind of saying to somebody, oh, no, sorry, I've not done that. And the whole clarity thing. So one of the things that is quite a funny story, actually, I popped a post up on Instagram saying, something along the lines I'm paraphrasing um something along the lines of nobody knows what you sell unless you tell them because I think as small business owners we we're too scared to be overly salesy 
but it's kind of the point of our business, right? To make money. To make money, we've got to sell things. And in one of my calls with Jess, Jess said, don't don't you think you should like, I don't know, take your own advice? And I was like, oh, crap. Called out. <laughs> I can't. Generally, I've got an answer for everything. I didn't have an answer for that at all. So I was like, okay. Okay, I'm going to do this. No problem. So I decided to kind of make sure I got clear on what I offer and who I offer it to. And I created some slides. And it was when I put the slides up that I had the realization about the whole coach mentor thing but honestly since I've narrowed down and kind of said these are the only four ways that you can work with me this year my brain just feels so much clearer and you know it has been really weird especially to begin with when people have messaged me saying but will you still work with me and I'm like "Mm, no but at the same time you've got to think about it from a human perspective so me being clear on what I offer has helped me it's helped me when I write captions it's helped me when I write emails it's helped me actually work better and feel less stressed I feel like I'm definitely sleeping a lot better but if somebody comes to me and says I think there's been five people this week that have said can you help me with this thing and I'm like I can't but I can help you find someone that can and I've made introductions with somebody that does want to do that work and that's okay too it might not be a case that I can help you but I'll sure as hell help you find somebody that can because I'm just that kind of person. But yeah, so this week I've also had a couple of people message me saying, Lorna, you're absolutely killing it on Instagram and all of this kind of stuff. And emails replied to, like my marketing emails replied to, all of that kind of jazz. And honestly, I kind of feel like I've finally started to enjoy it, which might sound really weird, but... (laughs) I think for some of us we can get wrapped up in this whole kind of work is work, work has to be hard, work is a chore, I need to plan out and I need to schedule content and all of this kind of stuff and and trying to keep up to date with what's going on and blah 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 and one of the reasons why it's kind of taking me a little bit of time to pluck up the courage to record this And also one of the reasons why I feel like I've just kind of changed my mindset a little bit in terms of social and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And it's a bit of a sad one and I can already hear my voice breaking. I'm trying very hard not to get upset. I'm a really emotional and empathetic kind of person. I cry at a lot of things, which I don't think a lot of people would believe, but... um, and brutal like full transparency if I edit anything in the podcast it's going to be this bit (laughs) okay so okay so coming up to about three ish weeks ago it was a Sunday and I just popped out to Tesco's to go and do our you know our shop our necessities um and quickly I kind of pulled into the car park, quickly opened Facebook to find out that a guy that I have previously worked with had passed away. Um, as you may have meant, uh, as you may have heard me mention before, I've worked at some kind of TV shopping channels, and interestingly, uh, David, also known as Taff, who we all called Taff, uh, he was 
kind of the TV guy. He was the head of TV at one of them where I worked with him kind of most prominently. And yeah, he, I just found out that he had passed away and I could not help but sob. He was not an old guy. In fact, I had to go and try and work out how old he was a couple of days later. He was 42 years old. And, you know, when I remember working with him, he had a couple of kids. A few years after I stopped working at that place, he got remarried. Um, and yeah, you know, he wasn't, he was an old colleague. He wasn't a best mate. He wasn't a a pal but whenever I would run into him you you know it would it would be that guy that you would stop and talk to right and the reason I kind of wanted to mention it is because oh Jesus and the reason I wanted to mention it is because I don't think I know one person not even his ex-wife that has a bad word to say about him and You know when you just kind of, you think about somebody and you're absolutely so utterly upset and sad that somebody is not here anymore, but he was just the nicest guy. And you know, we're talking about a guy that was the head of a department, he was multiple people's boss and yet, honest, I can't think of one bad or negative thing to say about him every time there was stress, every time there was an argument or a debate, he would be the one that just made a joke out of it and put a smile back on your face. If I was stressed out or crying or whatever, he would, you know, come over, slap me on the back and say, come on, get on with it. And it's just such a shock to the system. And it actually wasn't until last night, so I'm recording this on... I forgot what day of the week it was. I'm recording this on Wednesday the 10th of February. So it wasn't until last night that I actually found out that he passed away due to coronavirus, which is just shocking in itself. But yeah, a 42-year-old guy. And I think essentially, I really don't want this to come across like really crass or how it's not intended. I really hope it comes across how it's intended. But I think when I found out that he had passed away and thinking about, you know, how everybody was always talked so highly of him and how he always, you know, that saying, nobody will ever remember what you say to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. I think that's, you know, for me, that's just, that's the thing. And it's never been more present than when I work with people the relationships that I have with people, you know, people, I get so personal with them, they share personal details with me, and there are times when I'm like, is this right? Like, should this be happening? But if I can make that person feel seen or feel heard or, you know, feel good about themselves, about their work, make them feel a little bit better about the job that they're doing, whatever it is, then it kind of almost feels like enough for me. Um, and you know, again, I don't want this to come across in a negative sense, but finding out about Taff passing, it just kind of, it's terrible that it takes something like that for you to rethink things and to reassess things. But 
knowing that he I'm never going to bump into him in a petrol station again or at a craft event somewhere like the NEC or anything like that and knowing that it just I know it's quite morbid for some people but I think it always hits home with me so it might kind of resonate with at least one of you hopefully maybe and not come across in a negative way but it it just always reaffirms the point that we just never know when we're gonna go you know the only guarantee in life is that we're all gonna die eventually one day and when we all get so wrapped up in what should I post on Instagram (laughs) all of a sudden it just sounds like total crap doesn't it it just doesn't matter and so I think you know it just kind of although it kind of made me reassess some personal stuff as well like I've made more more of an effort to talk to my friends and family and to go out for a walk and to go and lift some more weights and look after myself and all of that kind of stuff but it also just made me realize that I work a lot and I may as well have bloody fun with it so I'm just not getting hung up about if I offend somebody or or if I post the wrong thing, or if I post something and it only gets two likes rather than a hundred, because it's all just bloody irrelevant, and it pisses me off a little bit that it takes for something like that to happen, for me to come to that realisation, but full truth. And again, I know it sounds really weird, but it's almost, it's that kind of kick in the right direction of saying, you never know what's going to happen, and it it's weird that it's things like this for me that happen that make me realize that because fun fact for you (laughs) I don't think many of you will know this but um I've actually left I quit three jobs without another job to go to which when you've got parents like mine is is pretty unheard of I was pretty much brought up with it being drilled into my head that you do not leave one job without another one to go to because you need that security um And there were three jobs, three different occasions, three completely different businesses where I was just like, you know what, life's too short for this. And I remember almost giving both my parents a heart attack, but also my mum getting really angry with me because I was like, I could walk out the door of that, that job and get hit by a bus. Would I be happy that I've just dragged my ass to that office to stare at that blank white wall to be miserable around a bunch of people that I don't really like, that are upsetting me, that don't listen to me, that that pay me to do a job, that hired me for experience and don't let me use it and all of this kind of stuff. Um, I really hope nobody I used to work with listens to this. But And it just, it's things like that where I was like, do you know what, life's too short. What's the worst that can happen? I'm still breathing, I've still got a roof over my head and I understand that's a really privileged thing. But yeah, I guess me, the whole point of sharing that story um, is just to reinforce the message of just please take more risks please stop letting minute really unimportant crap stop you from doing things what somebody else might think how many likes you get on instagram it's just have fun with it you're not going to be able to one day and yeah last but not least i'll uh start wrapping it up because I know I can ramble so obviously 
since the last time I did a solo episode as well, I've also run my first group program, Shortened Tea, uh, short for the e-commerce accelerator. I worked with five incredible ladies who each have amazing businesses and it taught me a lot and I'm so glad I did it. So just to try and kind of explain the logic, the process, all of that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, I hadn't, when I announced the e-commerce accelerator, I hadn't had that realization of the whole coach mentor thing, but I was very much, I felt like I was kind of lacking a little bit in terms of, I wanted to help more people in a more kind of accessible way, I guess would be the easiest way to explain it. And so I put together this group program. I had another bit of a realization back in October about the types of people that I can help and was very much missing out on the fact that I'm, you know, I've got so much more experience with product-based businesses rather than service-based businesses. I think I talked about that in one of the other solo episodes. And so, yeah, so I designed this program and I did a ton of market research if you're listening to this and wondering like if you want to launch a new product or a new service or whatever do some market research ask questions i think i spent it was about it was over 30 hours on the phone to small businesses trying to work out what they were struggling with what they needed help with all of these little bits and that's what the program was built on and interestingly one of the ladies that i spoke to during my market research joined the program even though when I was talking to her during the market research, she was very much like, hmm, you know, I, I don't think I'm, I kind of feel like I'm a bit further on than what you're kind of suggest, suggesting and all that kind of stuff. But she joined the program and she's had some incredible results. So that was the lovely D from the, the little sensory box. And for any of you that follow me on Instagram, you might have seen, I've shared some of her posts. She's been so vocal and I'm so, so grateful of the results that she's had so she had some real big realizations and she went away and she did the work and I don't know up-to-date results but in two weeks she actually earned an extra two thousand pounds in revenue just from one implementing one thing that we talked about during the program and that just just gives me a buzz like it just when people get those kinds of results and not even just those kinds of results some of the other girl like the other women on the in the program we've had things like people setting up processes because they're working a nine till five job and they they need a kind of a plan and a bit of a strategy to get them out of that nine till five and working for themselves and working in a way that works for them because they don't want to be working 14 hour days and stressing themselves out and yeah we've had people that have gained serious clarity we had lovely julia who at the beginning you know was thinking about i'm gonna set up a website but she's got all of these things and finding the clarity that actually maybe that wouldn't work for her is such a win in itself and now because she's clear on that she's got more headspace to be able to go and do the things that she wants to do that she needs to do all of that great stuff and yeah, I think I definitely learned so, 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 so much from running that program. And it's enabled me to now go on and make changes for the next round and learn from it. And, you know, asking for feedback. If you 
One thing I would highly recommend you do, because it is quite a difficult thing to do, and I think a lot of people get kind of almost held back or pent up by their ego, which is quite a hard realisation in itself, but letting your ego go for a second and just asking people for the honest, God's honest feedback and actually taking it on board. Don't ask for it if you're not going to take it on board. It's just a waste of everybody's time. But hearing some of the feedback from those guys, it's just, it's allowed me to see it as a much bigger thing. And then one thing that I actually spoke to Jess during one of my mentoring calls was about kind of the comparison thing. I fall into it as well. I might talk about it and tell you not to compare yourselves with other people, but that doesn't mean that I don't do it. Call me a hypocrite, no problem. (laughs) But when I was kind of thinking about the next round of uh, the e-commerce accelerator, um, with it being kind of January, February, everybody, there's quite a, it's quite noisy online. I think you might agree, hopefully. And there are a lot of people that are selling, you know, their courses. It's a new year. It's time for learning, all of that great stuff. And seeing people that were charging X amount of money and getting, you know, 60, 70, 80 signups just blew my mind. And I was like, wow, not, and it wasn't, it's really weird when you kind of change your brain, when you change your mind to think a certain way, it wasn't, wow, I'm so jealous of that. I was like, wow, I couldn't think of anything worse. And all of a sudden I became really clear about how I want to work, how I like to work. Because for me to run a program like the e-commerce accelerator and just kind of with the whole mentoring thing and how I am as a person, I like to get real kind of nitty gritty with people, understand them as a person, what they actually want from life, all of that kind of stuff. I'm not a, I'm going to stand in front of you and teach you the thing and hope to God that you go and do it. I'm much more of a kind of accountability, let's get it, let's go and do it together cheerleader. But seeing that, almost falling into a comparison trap and then realising, actually, no, that's not what I want. This is what I want and this is why. Was really, really, it was such a wake-up call and it was strangely nice. Very peculiar, but very nice. And so, yeah, that's kind of been the last month and month and a half, I think it's been. Um, I'm going to stop babbling I hope you've enjoyed this solo episode. I hope you take something away from it. If it's nothing else, just go and do the thing that you want to do. Take more risks, ask more questions. Don't listen to negativity. You like, there's so much I could say and it all sounds really cliche, but I think when it kind of hits home a little bit, it, um, yeah, it changes things, doesn't it? It all started from me trying to explain why I've changed from coach to mentor. And I feel like I've just had a, as I say, like it feels like a therapy session for me. It's, it's a bit nuts, but as per usual, I just hope it helps in some way, shape or form. Even if, you know, even if you want to be that person and have a giggle and think that I'm totally ridiculous, as long as it made you laugh, I'm all right about it. But yeah. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. I'm always quite nervous to record these ones, but this one felt a bit bit different. But I will probably not (laughs) be listening back to it. Um, 
if you give it a listen then let me know what you think let me know what your takeaways are all of that kind of stuff i'm at lorna scully uk predominantly on instagram and yeah i hope it helps have a lovely rest of your day and i will talk to you soon